This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 171. Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I'm recording another episode for you today alone, no guests. I hope you are all enjoying my guests lately. I'm trying to keep the guests coming and also sprinkle in a little bit of just me. So if you feel the urge, let me know what you think about the guests and also if there's anything that you would love to hear about or a guest that you'd like me to have on the podcast let me know and I will try to do that for you. I did have a suggestion from a listener quite a while ago and I've talked about it before and she wanted me to do a podcast on quotes and inspirational sayings and I still have that kind of teed up to do at some point but I was trying to get my daughter Bridget involved in that one because I thought she would be a great person to have on that podcast And I was kind of waiting on her to have the time to record with me. And she's been very busy lately since the entertainment industry opened back up. And she has not had time to record with me. So I still have that in mind to do at some point. So don't despair if you want to hear that podcast. But if you have any inspirational sayings that you like or that are very meaningful to you that you want to share with your fellow veterinarians, just send them to me in an email. And I hope to get that recorded at some point this summer. So leave me a message on Instagram or Facebook or email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com anytime that you want to offer one of those quotes or anytime you just want to talk to me about anything. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so excited when I know somebody is out there listening to this podcast and um, converses with me. So anytime I hear from you, I love it. And all of the veterinary friends out there, um, I so value your opinions and your time. So today I want to talk about self-doubt. Now, self-doubt was the title of my very first podcast many podcasts ago. And um, it's something that we struggle with, right? I struggle with it on and off all the time, and we all have to work on it. So since my very first podcast was about self-doubt, I wanted to bring it up again because it's been a long time, and it's such a strong thing that that we struggle with. And it's common, and dare I say normal, to experience these feelings of self-doubt especially when we are facing something that we have not faced before, a new experience. And then we feel uncertain about our abilities or we hear that little chihuahua brain telling us that we're not capable of doing something difficult or something new. So then we experience self-doubt. And that comes a lot of times from our emotional memory when something negative has happened to us before, or it may come from just that normal fear that we have of change or fear of doing something wrong or making mistakes, because we all know that we have some of that perfectionism in us. And veterinarians and people that work in this industry are notorious for being perfectionists. 
So of course we struggle with self-doubt, right? So let's talk about that a little bit today. Hopefully we'll explore what causes it and then what we can do to help combat it and become a little bit more self-confident. So for an example, um, have you ever had difficulty with a surgery? Either the pet didn't do well under anesthesia and it had some problems like low blood pressure or an arrhythmia or something, or you were in the middle of a difficult spay and it really was hard on you. It made you nervous. You got a little stressed out. You dropped a pedicle and there was bleeding and then you had to go in. Like there's all these things that happen to us during surgery. And so then the next time you're doing a similar surgery or a big fat lab shows up for a spay and you remember the one you had the last time where you dropped the pedicle, you feel very insecure. And that adds to that struggle with self-doubt. And then it may become difficult for you to stay calm and not to overthink or just do the surgery because you've done a hundred of them normally before, but you remember that one, that traumatic one. And so as soon as you have a new surgery show up, your brain goes back to that trauma. And then you feel anxious before the surgery, or you just try to avoid doing those types of surgeries again. I hear myself all the time when I talk about cat dentals. You know, you know that I struggle with those. And if I have to do a cat dental, I'm going to become anxious even before that cat goes under, right? Because my brain tells me that cat dentals are hard. Cat dentals are fraught with danger. You know, my chihuahua brain hates cat dentals. And so immediately I feel anxious, right? And I have self-doubt. So sometimes you'll even go into a little bit of panic mode or anxiety. You might have a little anxiety attack as your brain fills with self-doubt and worry about something going wrong this time. So before anything has even gone wrong, you're in panic mode. You're thinking thoughts of dread about this particular surgery. So we've all been there, right? Maybe not in the surgery situation if you're not big into surgery that I just described, but we all have times of self-doubt that sometimes lead to anxiety and even panic. And this occurs when we lack self-confidence or we feel incapable of doing something that we need to do. It happens when we are exposed to something new or something that we have not done before. Do you remember the first time you did surgery? You had self-doubt, right? You lacked self-confidence because it was new. Do you remember your first euthanasia or your first angry client? They all throw you into self-doubt, right? So it's normal. It's common. And that's what we have to remember. It's just about your lack of control of the situation. It's about your brain telling you that you can't handle this. That's one of my favorite thoughts that one of my life coaches gave me. Anytime we're having anxiety, anytime that we're in self-doubt, it's about the brain offering us the thought that I can't handle this. That's all it is. It's just a thought. So this lack of control in any situation is why self-doubt plagues us so often, right? Pets don't always follow the rules. We have a really unique job. We have very little control in most situations at work. Mistakes from our past can follow us throughout our career. If you ever made a mistake with a patient, it follows you, right? You remember. I remember things from 20 years ago that didn't go well. The good stuff 
doesn't follow us so easily. And that's why we have to work to control the self-doubt, work to create self-confidence, because the good stuff doesn't follow us as easily as the bad stuff does. Now, self-doubt may be good in some situations because it shows us that we understand where we need to work to improve ourselves, right? It helps keep us from making the same mistakes that we've made in the past. So on some level, that self-doubt was put there by God or the universe or whatever you want to attribute it to, to help you learn, to help you grow, to help you not make the same mistakes over and over again. So there is a little bit of good in self-doubt, but hanging on to self-doubt that comes from past mistakes and cripples you is a waste of your time and talents. So that's why we need to acknowledge that it's there, but then also work to fix it. Some self-doubt may stem from something that happened to you in childhood. So if you experienced criticism from someone when you were young or from a parent or teacher, it may contribute to your overall self-doubt now. If anyone ever told you that you weren't good enough or that you were not good at something, you'll store that memory in your emotional brain, which is where that chihuahua lives, and it will follow you, follow you and contribute to your feelings of self-doubt now. You may get in the habit of questioning yourself every decision that you make. And that turns into decision fatigue, right? It turns into keeping you back from progressing. This happened to me, um, and I, you've probably heard this story before if you've listen, listened to the podcast. I had a teacher when I was young that told me I wasn't a good writer, and it followed me my whole life. And then I finally got over it when I started getting coaching and I started writing. So recognize those stories that you have in your brain from the past, stories about things that people told you that really weren't true. If someone tells you you're not, you're not good at something, it may have been true in the moment, but you can learn, you can grow, you can become good at anything if you work at it. So just be on to your brain, be on to your stories from the past. And then also be on to yourself if you have the habit of comparing yourself to other people. That will make you more prone to self-doubt. I always think of social media as one of those things that scrolling through adds to self-doubt because it's a constant stream of comparison, right? I can't say this enough because we think that social media is relaxing or fulfilling or fun, and sometimes it can be, but it also it causes your brain to look at other people's lives as better than yours because they're sharing all these amazing things, right? They're on vacation, they're sitting on the beach, and then you're sitting in cold Michigan like I am. And that comparison causes you to feel poorly and feel bad about yourself. So just remember, if you're on social media and you start to feel that comparison stream, remember that those people all have struggles and issues too. Life for everyone is good and bad, right? 50-50, half good and half bad. Sometimes it's 80-20. Sometimes it's 20-80. But social media is biased towards beauty and success and likes and shares. So if you judge your life in comparison mode to social media, you're going to lose yourself. You're going to be lost in self-doubt. 
Another thing that can cause self-doubt for us is the fear of success. And this one's really interesting, right? We fear that we might get what we want, or we fear that we might achieve big things. And big things lead to bigger problems, right? When I bought my practice and it started to grow, you kind of fear that success because now you have to hire more people and pay more people, and then you have more responsibility, and that's a scary thing. You're very afraid of that success. So recognize that too. We can fear our past success, meaning that we've had such big success in the pack in the past that we think our light our luck might be running out or we fear losing what we already have and that comes from that place in your brain that just wants you to stay safe there's no place more safe than that place where you are right now right if you're sitting at your desk and nothing bad is happening you're safe so nothing's happening And in order to make things happen and to get what you want in life, you need to overcome that fear of success. Now, many times I talk to my clients about imposter syndrome because that is part of self-doubt. You feel like a fraud, even though you already have success. I see this a lot in myself and in many of the people that I mentor and I coach. We're all successful veterinarians. We worked very hard to get to one of the hardest professions and get through one of the most difficult programs, veterinary medicine. Yet many of us think that we're not qualified or we're not worthy. And that's all crap. It's all garbage that your brain is offering you. Imposter syndrome is a lie that your brain is telling you. And it's all part of this self-doubt. So when your self-doubt and your imposter syndrome feels frequent, it can lead to anxiety, it can lead to depression, It can cause you to procrastinate, lack of motivation, avoid decision-making, all these things that you don't want to do. It's a big part of overall low self-esteem. So let's forget all that now that we know about it, and let's talk about how we handle it. How do you handle self-doubt and start to build self-confidence so you can move on, so you can do cool things? So you can let all that stuff go. So first, I want to remind you of how your human brain is wired. We all have this thing called the motivational triad that wants us to avoid pain, seek comfort, and conserve energy. So of course, that contributes to self-doubt. When something new comes up, your brain will will want to avoid the pain of learning a new skill. And it will want to conserve energy. And it takes a lot of energy to learn new things. It takes a lot of energy to overcome self-doubt. So if you have a negative memory in your brain about a past surgery mistake or something that didn't go well last week, your brain will want to avoid facing that again. So then it will procrastinate in order to avoid the pain of facing what's happening or what's going to happen now because you're going to push yourself into this new situation. So in order to create more self-confidence and overcome your self-doubt, you first have to start with compassion for your brain, compassion for yourself, and some self-reflection. So cut yourself a little slack. We all experience self-doubt as humans. Don't think that you're unique Don't think that experiencing it makes you a bad human or a bad person. If it's causing you to avoid the life that you want, then work to get some help to get out of it. 
But just by listening to this podcast and doing some of the things I suggest, you'll start to work yourself out of it. And if you need a friend, if you need a coach, do that. Start by loving yourself enough to forgive yourself for your past mistakes, own your imperfections, deal with your personality, and then get someone to help you work through it. Remember that mistakes and failures are how we learn, how we grow. So hanging on to them is not useful other than they can help you not make the same mistakes, right? So get someone to help you let yourself and let your mistakes go and then see them as just part of your full and complete life. People that move forward and are successful are the ones that have made the most mistakes and have failed the most. And then you must embrace failure to create something new and to get better. In order to be a better surgeon, you have to have a few mistakes in your past, right? Because then you know what works and what doesn't work. The second thing is don't compare yourself to others. Don't look to other people to gauge your life. I know that it's difficult to just run yourself without worrying about everybody else, but it's the best way to focus. Theodore Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. And it literally does that. It steals away your life satisfaction. There's this book that I really love called Love Your Life, Not Theirs. And it's by Rachel Cruz. And the premise of the book is that you need to learn to focus on your own life and your own joy and create as much of a life that you can without comparison to others. Because staying focused on yourself And the joy that your life is bringing to you is so much more useful than looking to other people's life for comparison. Now, I'm a really competitive person, so sometimes comparing myself to others creates positivity in me because it it makes me want to strive to do better. So in that respect, if you compare yourself to others, maybe it will spur you on to positive things. But if that comparison to others creates self-doubt and causes you to stay small, then it's not useful. So another way to combat your self-doubt if you're struggling to feel self-confidence is to try to reflect on your past successes. I do this with many of my coaching clients when they're deep in self-doubt or they're deep in anxiety is I ask them to write a list of the 25 reasons why they are amazing, why you're our rock star, what's great about you, And this exercise of writing a list of all your past successes or best qualities starts to move your brain from doubt into reality. I've done this exercise with myself many times, and the first time I did it, it was a real struggle. And now that I've done it more and more, it's a little bit easier to do, to pat myself on my own back about my accomplishments and the things that are good about me. Because we've all really done so many amazing things. And if we just stop to take a moment to give ourselves that little pat on the back, we'll feel so much more calm and confident. So if you start to do this, if you start to make this list of the 25 reasons that you're amazing, your brain will offer you so many negative thoughts and failures. And so if you get stuck there, start by taking each failure and asking yourself what you learned from it. Because that's a good way to turn a failure into a positive, right? If you do that, you'll find that most of the time, 
You learned something from that failure that serves you well now. And many times with failure, you've been changed for the better from that experience. So reflection on that is a great way to move yourself from doubt to confidence. Another thing that I like to do often is to be more mindful of the way you think or the way I think. Doing thought downloads or thought dumps is a very good way every day to see what your brain is offering you. Writing things down, both both positive and negative, will help you work out where your brain is selling you a bill of goods, right? It's selling you a bunch of crap. Your thoughts always create the results that you have in life. So working on mindfulness and coaching yourself to think towards your results is a great way to get it all out there so you can do the work. Just take five minutes every day to just do your brain work. My brain offers me a lot of negative stuff every day, but now that I'm onto it and now that I understand what my brain likes to think, I can recognize it quicker. I know all my stories, right? My stories of you can't write or you're not good enough to do a podcast or nobody's going to listen to you. You know, you haven't offered enough to the world. Those are the things that your brain wants to offer you, but those don't serve me. I know that what I have to offer is amazing stuff. So if I spend some time with my mind and work on it, I can start to change it. And also spending time with people that can help you tune into your mind and work on your brain is always helpful. If it's a family member, like sometimes I bounce things off of my kids or my husband. If it's a friend that you really trust or get yourself a life coach or a therapist. All those things will help you when you're feeling deeply stuck in negativity. Remember that that little brain of yours, that primitive brain, that chihuahua brain, is your harshest critic. So muster up some empathy for yourself and practice some self-love. Keep a journal for your mindfulness exercises or your thought dumps. And watch as things change as you work through it. Practice some compassion. That's what it's all about, right? Loving yourself is the first step. Now, if you're working on yourself and you just feel really deep in self-doubt and you really feel like you can't climb out of that hole, try to get your brain in a place of peace before you start that work. Sometimes there's so many negative thoughts in our heads that we just don't know how to stop it. So, Feel that feeling of anxiety or feel that feeling of self-doubt and just take some deep breaths. Walk outside. Another thing that I even wrote on my notes for this podcast is walk outside and spin. (laughs) And this is really funny because this is something that I think that I will do sometimes just to get my brain unspun, if that makes sense. So sometimes if we're feeling really overwhelmed and stressed out, it helps to do something silly. And I like to go outside when it's sunny because sun is so rare in Michigan at this time of year. And I just like to go outside and spread my arms out and spin around in the sun with my face, you know, up faced up towards the sun, obviously with my eyes closed so I don't burn my retinas. Anywhere that's possible, right? You can just walk outside of a store and spin around in the parking lot. And it seems really silly, but that silliness will jar your brain free because it might make you laugh at yourself or it might make you embarrassed because somebody might look at you and laugh. But that 
that clearing of the brain fog, clearing of the self-doubt, and that silly action will sometimes jar your brain loose. You can just take a quick walk if you don't want to be silly. You can skip. Have you ever skipped as an adult? It feels really silly, but it's really fun. So who doesn't feel better when they skip? Turn on a little music and dance. Loosen up your brain fog with dancing. If there's somebody at work that likes to be silly, turn on some music and dance together. You can hug your pet or talk in baby talk to your pet or your patients. I do this a lot at work and my um, team members laugh at me because I have this weird baby talk voice that I like to use with certain animals. And as soon as I do that, it immediately makes me look silly so I don't take myself too seriously. And I'll do it in front of clients sometimes, which is a little bit embarrassing, but it doesn't matter. It makes me feel good. It makes me happy. So remember that actions can create better feelings. And so if you're trying to work on your thoughts and, you're, and it's just not working and your thoughts are out of control, take a little action to loosen up your brain and just make you feel better. You're not trying to escape your negative emotions because you really want to learn to deal with those, but it might help you get to a better place so you can actually face that negative emotion and then start working on it with your thoughts. Does that make sense? Another thing that I like to do is I like to keep positive messages that I've been working on in the past nearby so I can read them. I have these four by six cards posted on my desk and right now there's probably like six of them that I can read and I have some at work and I have one in my car and it's basically just these positive things that I want to hang on to that I can read over and over again. And basically what I'm doing is training my brain to be more positive. It pries your brain loose from your self-doubt. So the last thing that I want to talk about is just to remind you that this, it's all normal for you to doubt yourselves. It's part of your normal human brain. Feeling stuck and ruminating or panicking over it for too long won't help you and won't do you any good. And that's where we want to do our work. So if you feel that you're really stuck in that place of self-doubt, start doing something today, some small thing that will move you forward towards more self-confidence. Reflect on your past successes. Talk to a friend or coach. Do some writing, gratitude journaling. Take some actions to pry your brain loose so you can start to rebuild. Fear and confusion are often what we need to conquer to get to our dreams. And vulnerability and that feeling of I'm not worthy or I'm not accepting of my humanity is normal, but we need to get that under control in order to get unstuck in this self-doubt. And don't expect it to happen overnight. It took you a really long time to get where you are, and it will take time to start to get out. When your chihuahua brain tells you, tells you that you're not good enough or you're an imposter, you need to put up your hand and tell that little chihuahua to stop feeding you all the crap and then start to build your self-confidence and have a plan to start recreating some habits that keep you in the mindset of capability and strength. There's this quote that Vincent Van Gogh is known to have said, and it is, if you hear a voice within you say, you cannot paint, then by all means paint, and that voice will be silenced.
And I love this quote because basically what it is saying is anytime your little brain tells you that you can't, just do it anyway. Take some action because that voice then will be silenced. Really cool, right? So whenever I'm deep within a dental and I'm afraid to pull a tooth, I just have to pull the tooth. I just have to be like, all right, this pet's under, you're the doctor, you got to do it, right? And I might have all this self-doubt in my head about whether I can do it or not, but truly I know that I can because I've done it many, many times before. And the only reason I think that I can't is because my human brain wants me to stay safe. It wants me to avoid pain. It wants me to take the path of least resistance. So just be on to yourself a little bit this week and share with me your journey about what you've done this week to overcome your self-doubt. Or if you're just feeling a lot of self-doubt and you're really having a hard time getting out of it, send me an email. Share all your thoughts with me and I will help you see what your brain is doing and I will help you tweak your thoughts and your actions to move yourself in a forward direction because that's what I do. I have to work on myself and you have to work on yourself, but we all need help, right? We all need a coach. We all need someone on our side to help us get through all of these things that our brain wants to do to us. So don't be shy. Get a little bit vulnerable and share. So if you want to share something with me, again, my email is jacapelldvm at gmail.com. If you want to have a free coaching with me or just talk anything through with me, I offer a free coaching session on my website. So go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com and sign up there and you'll get my calendar and you can schedule a time to talk to me. And I would love to meet you and hear from you and hear about your journey in this thing we call life. So for this week, work on your self-doubt. Let me know how it goes. And next week, I'll probably have a guest on the podcast because I have some kind of building up in the background. But the next podcast that I'm going to do, hopefully, will go a little bit more into building your self-confidence because I really think that this is something that we all need to work on every day. It's a common issue that we all deal with. So go out there, be confident, and have a beautiful, productive week. Bye.